Hi, my name is Sydney, and I used to play softball when I was a little kid. Hi, my name is Maya. Um, I guess I played a lot of sports as a kid, but basketball was the big one for me. Really? Yeah. I never played basketball. Damn. I did soccer. I was really into soccer. I did soccer. And then I did softball for a time because my dad volunteered See, to be I, the coach. I never did baseball or softball. I did softball, and I only did that because my dad volunteered to be like the assistant coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I stopped when I got decked in the eye with the ball. Damn. See, I also did flag <laughs> football for a really long time. Okay. I, I did that for a, a quite a while, um, and then I did basketball for a little mm-hmm. bit, too. I just stopped because I did more music things That's fair. after that, where I was like, yeah. oh, I like this better. Yeah, I would say the two sports I did the most, though, was soccer, and then I did swim for a really long time. I was, like, a competitive swimmer. My my parents tried to get us into yeah. swim. I, I did <laughs> yeah. swim for, like, a year or two, and I was like, I hate Oh, this. and then I did, like, gymnastics when I, I was, like, a kid. I did tumbling <laughs> yeah, for, like, yeah. a year, and I begged my parents to uh-huh. let me do it, and I fucking hated yeah, it. Yeah, I, we did, but, like, we did the gymnastics where it was just, like, you dive into, like, a pool of foam. <laughs> oh, no, I yeah. did, like, proper tumbling classes. No, we didn't do or, that. Like, yeah, no. I loved trampoline days, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. I did but then ballet, too. the area... I did ballet when I was, like, four, and then I never did it again. But we did the complex that also did gymnastics did swim, and I was mm. like, no, I want to do swim more. And so I did swim. Nice. Yeah. Um, but this is canonically incorrect. Our fan fiction podcast. We talk we? about anything and anything fan fiction. Woo-hoo. Oh, man. We are in November now. November, the My Hero Academia movie oh. should have come out. And then next month, we will be getting the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. Inter- incredible. And then the month after that, we will be getting Attack on Titan <laughs> final season. I'm so excited. And next month, we should be getting <coughs> Yo-Yo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6. Yo-Yo's. <laughs> Yo-Yo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6. Uh, what the- Stone Ocean. Okay. Featuring... Oh, Jesus Christ. Featuring yeah. <laughs> our our icon Jolene Cujo. I don't know Miss Girl. Sorry, I, don't know I know you don't know, but those who know know. Okay, that's Miss Girl. That is her. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited. We're finally in the United States. We're in the oh, good shit. old state of Florida. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. And there's like a bunch of other shit that happens too. But I know we'll see if Netflix allows them to go to Disney World or not. I know Fuck that's in yeah, the manga. Dude. I'm super excited to see yeah. either Mickey Mouse oh, or shit. Ricky Rat. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I watched. So the mental space I'm in right now is uh-huh. I watched a nine-hour video about analysis uh, and 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 anal- Fuck, dude. <laughs> An analysis Damn. of iCarly, basically. Okay. And iCarly had a, an episode because when Sunny with the Chance came out, uh. the writers of iCarly apparently thought they were ripping off iCarly because it was like a, just another yeah, variety yeah, yeah. show, basically. Uh-huh. And so they made an episode where they went to Dingo, which is, was supposed to be a conglomerate of Disney. It was supposed oh, to be Dingo. Nice. And they went and like fucked up the writers in the writers room because they were like you were stealing our ideas and like that was where the infamous butter socks came oh from. my god uh-huh. because they went to the dingo studios yeah nice they also had an episode where they stole the frozen head of like, i do dingo. I, yeah i remember <laughs> yeah, that supposed to be that Disney. was a memory i didn't know i had <laughs> fuck yes. yeah Good, uh, yeah. uh, good for feet loving Dan Schneider. Fuck, dude. <laughs> I should not be saying this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we also had some really exciting video game news. Yeah. Uh, when this episode comes out, we're supposed to be getting our update for Animal Crossing, which I'm so fucking excited. I'm still 
at least at the time of recording this, I have been debating. The only reason I have not played Animal Crossing uh-huh. like in like seven months is because I've been debating if I should oh restart my island sure. or not. I would still name it the mm-hmm. same thing, but I'm like, I really, I worked so hard sure. <laughs> on sure. Nookazon to get the villagers. Nookazon? <laughs> no, no, no. There's one. There's there's a place called Nookazon. What are you where, talking about? There's a website. I'm not fucking with oh, you. I'm, oh, I thought you named your island no, Nookazon. No, 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 no. There's a website. No, called, I know what you're talking. Okay, about. okay, okay, okay. okay. I was like, Jesus Christ, no, no, Miss Girl. <laughs> I'm better than that. I was but like, I worked, damn, she's got I underneath so hard. On the on the stock yes, exchange I know, I and like know. everything to get all of the villagers, mm-hmm. almost all of the villagers, I really really wanted. I yeah. just hate the layout okay. of my town because <laughs> for some reason I was under the impression I could move the town center when I first started. You moving were telling it. me about this, yeah, time. and I just don't like where my river openings mm-hmm. are. So I was like, ah, uh, maybe I should just restart and like pick sure. new ones. Because honestly, for some reason I, I thought you just... could move the river openings too. Because uh, I was gonna I was gonna like close off one of my river openings uh, and chew it. With the shovel, yes, exactly <laughs> what I, did. I, was like, no. I did it for like 15 minutes before I being know. like, "Why isn't this working?" So I've been debating that for a while because honestly, I I have so many friends that play the game where mm-hmm. I'm just like, "Haha, can I drop us some stuff on your island yeah, and then come pick it up for sure. with my new account?" Yeah, thank you. I know. I just like because I, I have don't... like five million bells. Fuck, dude. <laughs> I just don't have it in me. I really like my island. I've been like going in and like I did the same thing where all my all my villagers were like, "Hey, so where have you been it's for five been months? It's been a while." <laughs> Wow. And yeah. you're just like, yeah, I know. I know. But I have like a lot of my areas. Bitch blue bears waiting for me. Oh my god, Goldie! I love, I love blue bear. I love Goldie. I know she's basic, but I'm in love with her. I still don't have croak, which is like my biggest flaw oh, on my island. Okay. Blue bear and croak are my favorite villagers. Do you know I? Do you know what I did when the game came out? Mm. Um, I wasn't about to be that person who like searched for the amiibo cards uh, so i just you bought made your the own fuck yeah <laughs> yes i did i highly I debated have that some, so you can i can make croak for you oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah i actually might take you up on that because i love him well the first mm. um animal crossing game i played was new leaf on the oh, okay. 3ds um we had wild world see when i, I did on the wii i didn't have a wii or like a gamekeeper yeah. or anything growing up so actually in high school I bought New Leaf and I didn't really know what it was mm-hmm. about. It wasn't until they announced Animal Crossing for the Switch that I started yeah. playing New Leaf. Yeah. And Blueberry and Croak were my original villagers okay. on in the town that mm-hmm. I had. And I just I loved talking to them because I liked hearing their <laughs> Yeah. I was like, Croak is so because his voice is so deep for no reason, and he's kind of an just asshole. Like the... Yeah, yeah, and it's like he's so funny, and I like his design so much. And mm-hmm. Blueberry was just a sweetheart. It's so she's so cute. I know. No, I don't remember the initial villagers I had in New Leaf because I started the game in like 2012 oh when God, it like yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and I they do just remember move out. They just fucking move. That was, I just that I was just... the reason I never touched it. When I like stopped playing the game, I never touched oh it because God. I was like, I don't want to know who moved. I know. Out. That's I'm so scared to go back and play it because mm-hmm. the blueberry croak moved out it's like it's i'm done gone. i'm done it's done <laughs> i'm done no i remember i don't remember who my initial starting villagers were but mm. i remember the first villager i ever got in the campsite uh, and it was marina fuck yeah i still in that okay to my knowledge still in that town to this day i love her so much mm-hmm. um she's not in my town now i got octavian when i was nice. island jump jumping. i like octavian. i found octavian and yeah. so i kept him but like all of the villagers that i have are like basically all the ones that i want i think i still have to like go back and get like there's there's still a couple on my island yeah. that i'm not like in love with yeah. but they're like there so it's whatever mm-hmm. i just don't bother talking to them so they don't ask if they can move sure, out sure. <laughs> and then i have like basically I, my town was like 
littered with flowers because like if i had an empty mm-hmm. space i'd just put a shit ton of flowers there yeah. because i was like i don't know what else to do with this so i've been just digging up all those flowers to like start make room for the farming yeah. element oh i'm so excited i just like Ooh. i never settled down on one aesthetic <laughs> So there's like oh mine's really basic. So like there's a section of mine that's like super urban okay. and like the houses are all yeah. like in a row. And then there's an elevated part with the campsite that's like super like wilderness okay. type. And then by where the shops are, it's really industrial. Mm-hmm. And I have like pieces. Okay, I, it's really disjointed. And I yeah. really because I even spent the one time where I was moving all the houses, like all of them were on uh-huh. the beach. I went around and I set up those. You know when you have designs and you can put like mannequins yes, out. Yes, yes, yes. I did a rock farm. Uh, Whoa. Like I spent so much time Good doing that you. fucking rock farm and I really don't like where it's at now, Aww. which sucks because then I have to yeah. fucking do it all over again. So I'm just like, well, maybe I should just mm-hmm. start all over, start again. over yeah. again because then I can time skip and whatever. I know people have a thing against time skipping. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Play the, the game's, game the, the game's been out for so long Play now. Play the game however you want. Yeah. I do not care. But yeah, I'm just really excited. I'm excited for the cooking aspect too. Like, yeah, I remember the vegetables. I <laughs> I remember I made um, a kitchen because like mm. my the the areas that I made in my house were like the living room, bedroom. I have like a greenery like a like a green yeah. room on one side, and then I I made the kitchen. And I never made a kitchen because I was like, there's no fucking point making a kitchen in a bathroom. Yeah. You're never gonna use those. But I made a kitchen because everyone on like Reddit on like the Animal Crossing Reddit were making really cute fucking yeah. kitchens, and I was like, damn it. So, but now I'm just excited that I'm gonna be able to use it actually, uh-huh. and I'm like, Fuck you. I know I had this whole. The plot laid out for when the pumpkins came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, pumpkin, 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 pumpkin. And now it's just barren. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I kept pumpkins there, but I never picked them. Yeah. So they just There's only there. like one in each corner, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> like this giant empty space. Uh huh. Like I, I, I made some of my villagers their houses. Uh. Like I put gardens there, mm-hmm. so they had like gardens in front of their house, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's so cute or whatever. So yeah, now they just like I think Dottie has her own like pumpkin garden and shit Fuck like yeah. that. Yeah. But I'm just really fucking excited for that i've been getting it ready and of course brewster like oh oh brewster what's the what's the captain captain's fucking hilarious i cannot so excited wait oh i never thought we were gonna get captain i knew i knew we were gonna get brewster at one point i'm I'm so excited he's so funny oh my god i'm so excited i'm so excited i'm so excited it's gonna be really good and then our good friend concerned ape who made very 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 popular game stardew valley at least in heart hearts (laughs) yeah like i i still fucking play that game it's so good um released some screenshots and some like gameplay footage of his new game called haunted chocolatier you really got me at the haunted i want to know what that haunted i know but like did you read his description on the website no absolutely not i watched that video in the last okay well he he basically explained he was like yeah i've been you know like everyone is expecting mm-hmm. me to develop a new game yada 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 um i don't know why but the chocolate kept popping up in my Fuck head yeah, he dude. was like so I, i'm making a game about you getting to make chocolate in, yeah, like dude. a chocolate factory and like you have to befriend these ghosts and like use them to like mold the chocolates or like be anyway it was kind of confusing to read but he was like it's still in the very early yeah. stages like it's still like i'm very good uh-huh. at putting a video together to make it look like the game's complete it is not anywhere near done it's i really thought when i was watching that clip that he put uh, out uh. of like all the gameplay i really thought it was just like that he like added more to stardew valley yeah no it looks exactly like, the same like, oh shit yeah dude and i was like wait a minute what is this yeah. <laughs> like i was like what the fuck who are you people it's like that that clip on spongebob who 
Patrick gets home and all those people and you're like, who are you people? I yeah. was like, who are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited because the even just the aesthetic is like really really <laughs> nice. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very excited for it. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. I'm we absolutely. Just, yes. Yeah. I'm all the good things. All the amazing things. Oh, other anime news. Sorry, oh. I t- kind of got off track. Okay. Um, Mob Psycho season three. Yes, I did see. What? <laughs> After so long. <laughs> what is happening? Uh-huh. There, the, I just saw it on Twitter the other day. I was like, "Why is everyone tagging Mob Psycho? What is yeah. going on?" We got confirmed and Fuck a new yeah, like dude. visual for season three. So that mm-hmm. should be coming out next year, from what Fuck I'm yeah. hearing. Um, it's literally been years because this is going to be the last and final season. Whoa. Like, there's not much story left yeah. from the manga. Very excited. Damn. That's going to be super fun. I know. Next year is going to be a huge year for anime. <sighs> I know. We're getting Demon we Slayer. We had the, like... um, the, so Yuri on Ice, the movie Ice Adolescence, Mm-mm. produced a trailer last year yeah. for that movie. And the, the anniversary came around and I saw somebody, I saw a tweet that I lost my shit that was just like, it's about to be Yuri on Thin Ice if you don't come out with this movie. Yeah. Yeah, well, because MAPPA had, like, their 10-year anniversary Mm -hmm. stream or whatever, and that's where they released the Chainsaw Man teaser teaser, and that was, like, three or four months ago. Mm -hmm. Everyone was expecting there to be Yuri on Ice. There's one. But you gotta understand, the animators, like, there's so many. No, I know. I know. Next year is going to be Mm -hmm. a really good year for anime. Yeah. So, I mean... It's just going to be a really good year for a lot of things, For I feel a lot like. of things. Demon Slayer, Attack mm-hmm. on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen, yeah. hopefully Haikyuu, since we haven't heard anything about season five yet. <laughs> fuck, dude. What the fuck? Or Bungo Stray Dogs or, like, anything. I know. There was a... I think because this was the year that, like, a lot of production studios, like, picked back up again after, like, yeah. 2020. Yeah. So, like, next year is well, all going to be the finished products ex- of a lot exactly. of Exactly. Like, COVID happened. They mm-hmm. had to put halt. Shut but then anime fucking blew I know. up. I know. So now it's... Every, it's literally mm-hmm. everywhere. Like Attack on Titan, that first yeah. half of season four was huge. It was everywhere, which is great. It mm-hmm. definitely deserves it. But or even like the fucking mass amount of people who went to the Demon Slayer movie. I went and saw it in theaters. Yeah. I'm gonna go see the My Hero movie next mm-hmm. week. Um, and then I'm gonna go see the Jujutsu Kaisen mm-hmm. movie when it comes out. I mean, yeah. I'm in love with Gojo Sajiro. I, I, <laughs> I need to go see this movie. <laughs> Oh man, I do have one piece of fanfiction news. Okay, if we must. Um, so <laughs> I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, said, but- you said if we must. That means you say yes, Sydney. Please give me the information that I, you spent. I love the hour. I love the information you, so you give me. I'm just saying that we technically don't have to do a new segment bit, but we're doing it for the lovely people. That's the correct answer. Yeah, that's the good one. Okay, so YA Twitter. I know you don't read a lot of YA books. No. I personally do love them. So I partake in a lot of YA. I've taken part in YA like since I was in high school. Ever since I could get my hands on the first Hunger Games books when I was in like the fifth grade and was <laughs> not allowed yeah. to, I've been into that shit since forever. Yeah. Um. So, but Twitter kind of um imploded when it was, right. it, this new kind of project came out that was um a bunch of like best selling really popular like YA novels YA authors Marie Lu, Tahara Mafi, Ransom Riggs, Adam Silvera, David Yoon, and Nicola Yoon. I have like at least one of each of their books mm-hmm. on my shelf. Like I've read every single one of these authors before. Like I knew all of these people. Mm-hmm. They like announced that they were joining together to create this project called Realms of Ruin. 
and they described it on their website as a collaborative fantasy epic filled with dark magic intrigue and unique characters launched online in a thrilling new way Mm. so this project was like promoted as a way for young writers to work together with these like distinguished authors like Mm. published you know well-known authors to build a universe in this but here was the catch so the full idea for this was that fans presumably young fans because that's what kind of ya is yeah that's their fan base to buy nft characters to play in the story then create their own narratives and as the world grows quote the authors will be reading to decide which stories and characters are compelling enough to become canon okay so they're purchasing characters to play in a role play server in which the big admin people are gonna go wow we want to tell that to the Uh public and we're gonna publish it on our tumblr Uh uh-huh yeah yeah so on like when they announced this so it was like a couple days ago so you all know when we're recording this (laughs) um they announced that this was like their i don't know quotive or whatever it was the realm of ruin starts with an origin story five realms 42 characters and 12 initial stories anyone can write a story in this universe and mint it into an nft they own Mm. the authors will promote and reward the best stories incredibly vague um and and collectible nft characters that will be sold at launch to fund the project so if anybody doesn't know what an nft is i know it's incredibly confusing and Mm -hmm. i still kind of don't know what it is it's a non-fungible token um, which is a form of blockchain technology used to represent anything from videos to artwork to memes um the basic idea is that you can buy an nft of your favorite meme that was kind of really popular about last year at the beginning of this year Mm -hmm. and it'll establish you as the true owner but everyone can still look at the art for free and it cannot stop people from like reproducing yeah, it reproducing. but like you own it i still don't get it it's basically just bragging rights cool that's basically like the guy who made pepe the frog yes he so i know like the girl who did annoying girlfriend or whatever uh, she sold her like meme as an nft too yeah but i also know it's like bad for the environment i don't know how it's bad for the environment i just know that it is please i'm stupid and i don't get business so this sounds really fucking weird right like yeah like haha you're gonna role play for us and then we're gonna take your stories (laughs) and make money off. so people kind of summed it up on twitter as hey kids write content for us pay us to do so and maybe we'll make it canon aka publish it and claim the copyright for ourselves but don't worry you own the nft people have also been calling it the fan fiction multi-level marketing scheme oh absolutely Uh oh absolutely Yeah, yeah yeah because you can go on discord bump and find fucking roleplay servers where you can just do that for free so obviously this was announced and people lost their shit there was some people who were like into it and like honestly the like it sounds like a cool idea yes exactly the idea is base like it's solid no no no. yeah but the fact that you have to pay your Mm -hmm. way in Mm -hmm. and then someone Mm -hmm. gets to make money Mm -hmm. off of you because you own the bragging rights to yes. a character but someone can just reproduce yes. it yeah that's fucked up so they picked it apart the project had a discord server attached to it mm. where people could like ask questions so people did ask questions and they're like community thing and they were talking about how like sus it was like how suspicious this seems one person in the discord kind of pointed out that a lot of to buy cryptocurrency you have to be 18 and older yeah which like doesn't help if your audience is 16 and one of the mods replied that they were just hoping to have an alternative where young people could just like ask for money 
Jesus. Like, it just, it feels like the LuLaRoe go buy, go sell your breast milk so that you can yeah. afford this. Oh, you're a young aspiring writer. Uh-huh. Here's your gateway into the fucking yeah. industry. I don't know. <laughs> so, again, and somebody else asked, um, so this is, this comes from directly from the Discord. Mm. So the answers at admin users don't make me feel confident that teenagers can safely make transactions. Turning control over to community is less secure. Who owns the copyright of stories summoned to NFTs? Because obviously that's a really big thing in fan fiction about mm. copyright, infringement, yeah. and stuff like that. That's just really big. We want to make sure fan fiction is legal in the most we possibly can. And basically the admin said, I can't speak to global laws, but in the US, the creator of a work automatically has copyright over that work. Like, uh, do yeah. you not know how I just mm-hmm. and their website, they claimed that all copyright belonged to the authors. So, again, it would be like you write and you don't have copyright over that anymore. So, you know, it's a worrying aspect that these authors, they just fan, they just select these fan creative works to become canon and their copyrighted works without any like compensation. Mm-hmm. They, they could just take those, make them into a movie, whatever. You don't get make any money. It was just like, oh, we hope you can make money. Like, we hope this all goes well so that we can just give you back a chunk of change after this all goes well for us. Yeah. Um, and the authors that were a part of this project, they were kind of taken aback by this backlash. And they, a lot of them were, like, open to criticism and they were opening to listening. But, and this really disappointed me, that the creator of this project, Marie Lou, fought back. You know, mm. on her Instagram post, people were talking about how, like, this is a weird kind of mlm you're putting together it's just to make you know money off of these people mm-hmm. and Relu said i'm sorry but i fail to see the sketch in teaching aspiring teen writers that their writing is valuable and worth money no it's just really disappointing because i've read these people's books from when i was a teenager yeah and i'm just like it's just i I enjoyed their books. I have their books. Like, I love their writing. So why are you doing this? Why Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. She quickly, like, changed her tune about things. And she tweeted, Hey, loves, I know you guys for... I've known you guys for a decade, and you all deserve some answers. And while I have answers, it doesn't really matter at this point. What matters more are the feelings this project has elicited from you all. We're taking a big step back as a result. Please know that everyone involved with this project has only the best intentions and some of the best people I have ever had the honor to know. I am open to your messages, but ask only that you offer the others some kindness today. There are people with good hearts and genuine motivations. Hmm. So she, then she kind of started listening to people. This was all... Okay, I'll get to that in a second. They obviously, from those Twitter posts, and even like David Yoon, he posted something about they're taking a step back. They're pausing on the project. Yeah. And then on October 20th at... 9.58 p.m., five hours after they had announced it, and exactly 11 minutes after they decided to take a step back, they just scrapped it completely. Nice. <laughs> Deleted the Twitter, removed, the, put, took down the Discord, mm-hmm. took down the wet, everything. Five hours after it was announced. Not, not even a day. And then 11 minutes after they were like, we're taking a step back, they went, no, get rid of it completely. Get rid of it completely. And an admin on their Discord posted a new update from us, the authors. We are going to pull the plug on Realms of Ruin. We had hoped to use the fascinating and involving 
an evolving NFT space to power a new kind of interactive storytelling world. In our conversations about the project, it had seemed so fresh and exciting, which is what drew us to the crypto slash NFT space in the first place. But what we value above all else is our community, and that's you. Your opinions matter and your concerns have been heard. And as a result, we are no longer want to move forward with the project. We are deeply grateful for you, your thoughts, your feedback, and your criticisms. Thank you always. Okay, so it's not a bad idea. No. It's not a bad idea in the slightest. But I don't think the people yeah this is an mlm like you're paying your way into it yes. you're making money off of other yes. people you why have to didn't, buy a character why, first. yeah so there's 42 characters across mm-hmm. five different realms right why didn't you have an application process and award 42 winners with these nfts yeah, in which you collaboratively work with them mm-hmm. as a group of five or whatever their authors yeah and you each focus on a realm and then you just like help them develop their writing skills and then you publish a set of books based off of that. Like, make it an award. Make it a scholarship or something. Uh-huh. It was, no, you buy an NFT, you write something, and then maybe it'll become canon. That's bullshit. Maybe. Yeah. Whereas if you did an application process, at least you yeah. know who you're working with. Mm-hmm. And then you can mm-hmm. at least make sure that you like their writing and yeah. do whatever. And then everyone gets to be canon. Yeah. Not just, huh. I also don't know what they expect from, like, oh, the only thing I could think of, which is probably really bad, but really funny to me, was that when they were like, haha, you could, maybe it'll become canon, is that people just writing, like, so-and-so as a bottom, and they're like, make it canon. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, what, what did you want? Yeah. I mean. It's just, it is just really disappointing, because I know all these authors. Yeah, I've read all and- their work, and. I really do want to believe that everyone yeah. had good intentions. I mean, mm-hmm. it. it Probably, for the most part, people had good intentions. Sure. But there was someone there that was like, they need to buy the NFT. Yeah. And it just feels very predatory to their young oh, fans. Oh, absolutely. That you just have to uh, buy. Absolutely. One of those authors, mm-hmm. probably, or some business person sure. involved, probably saw the amount sure. that is being written fan fiction-wise. Sure. And was just like... Hmm. And how popular these authors are. Yeah. Because they are some of the biggest names in YA. I know, again, I know all of these people... I have at least one of their books on every single one on my shelf. Yeah. One of their books, Adam Silvera, he wrote One of Them Dies at the End, mm. which got fucking huge on Book Talk. Huge. Blew yeah. up on Book Talk. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. But I guess just... Disappointing. Disappointing. Listen, <laughs> let me set up an RP server in two weeks' time <laughs> and I will run the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally just your role-playing. No, that's literally what it mm-hmm. is, which is great. I like role-playing. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. There's plenty of people mm-hmm. that do. But if you want to make it where it's like, oh, these realms and they're connected yeah. and it's a universe, make it an application process yes. rather than a buying uh-huh. process. Where you are in charge of then, this character, yes, because their then, thoughts, their admirations. Because their... then everyone, like, all 42 characters can be canon. Yes. Then it can just be, like, a thing where yes. you could, like, award these people with the NFTs. And mm-hmm. if you want to make money off of it, then make sure it's mm-hmm. equal or whatever. Yeah. You could have done this so many different ways. I know. Anyways. Just disappointing. Yeah. It's just really disappointing overall. It's really disappointing. Also, just kind of funny. This one Discord post, you know how, like, you can put emojis at the bottom Mm. of a post? It has 13 clown clown emojis. Nice. Good for No, 35. It's got 35 clown emojis. So, it's just also really funny that about six hours afterwards, they were like, scrap it completely. It didn't even last a day. Yeah, but that's probably for the best. Probably. So. Okay. So I'll get into the post today. So one of the works I'm reading today, I have been following for 
at least over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, I started reading it after I found fan art of it on Tumblr. Nice. And then I started reading it. I Tumblr's. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I found a fan <sighs> art of it on Tumblr, Tumblr. And I was like, I was like, this is one of my favorite ships. This artwork is incredible. I'm going to read it. So I read it and I was hooked immediately mm. and i've been following this i would get you know the notifications from ao3 and i like when we started this it hadn't been finished yet when we started the podcast but i was just like as soon as this is finished i'm going to reach out to the author and i'm going to be like please let me read it uh-huh. <laughs> please let me put it on the podcast and they were incredibly nice to me he was like absolutely 100 percent. hell yeah we love to hear it. we love to hear it and uh i just i adored the post it it is if we were talking I also did another one of my favorite fan fictions, which was um, Shut Up and Dance With Me, Mm -mm. the Clans fic. That's like in my top 10. This one, top five, if not top three. It is one of my favorite. Even as I was reading this, I was like, yeah, this is good. Nice. This is good. Really good. I just am really excited. So um, it is called Angels in Outfields Mm -mm. by The Lazy Eye or Mm -mm. M on Twitter. Uh, Hi, M. That's hey stupid. That's so stupid. So it was started in 2019, March 21st, 2019, and it finished the 7th is July. July. July 4th, 2021. <laughs> Independence Day! <laughs> so it you was... USA! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> So, and it was finished on July 4th, 2021. It's got 27 chapters, 200,000... Uh, 271,140 words. Jesus Christ. Yeah. She's a big boy. <laughs> um, it is a mature fic. Uh-uh. Um, no sex scenes, but it's it gets rough. Mm-mm-mm. So it is a Eddie Kasprak and Richie Tozer fic from the movie It. This is her OTP. This is... Oh, top three favorite ships. I read them all the time. I read them constantly. This is one of her OTPs. This is one of my OTPs. And I just, mm, it's so good. I love them. And I, it's incredible. It's got 30,000 hits, um, 1,190 kudos, 1,269 comments, and 254 bookmarks. Damn. Uh-huh. Miss girl, let me get some of that. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, uh, and I have some of the tags. So it is a baseball AU. Yeah, I figured. AU high school, so it's a high school AU. Okay. Mutual pining, slow burn, and angst with a happy ending. And before I start, I have a note to M. So M or the lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> She's fangirling so hard right now. So um, I just I'm so sorry that I cannot cover every inch of this fic that I cannot read every line word for word it's a beautiful and glorious fic and I absolutely would but Maya would have my head if I went over an hour and a half so I had to do a lot of condensing and I had to cut out so many moments and feelings and characters and I'm so sorry and I it hurt me every single time I had to do it um I love this fic and I hope I did it justice for you Okay. Hi, Em. Here's a note from Maya that's being improvised <laughs> right up. now. Um, if, <laughs> if the podcast goes over an hour and a half, I will lose my mind. This is not a joke. It takes me quite a while to edit these. I, d- I felt bad ever since not putting them that good at me. Editor Maya appreciates that Sydney is doing her best. I'm doing my best. But I'm sure, you know what? The people can go read your fic and... Please go read their fic. If you take and- anything experience it in full for them if you take anything from this podcast if you listen to a word i say please go read this fic. yeah honestly if you take anything from this podcast (laughs) just go read the fics that we um have read because they're really good they're really good i only choose the best i only choose my favorites so richie tozer is a excuse me (laughs) the papers yeah don't look at them a lot of words no that's oh yeah (laughs) 
Um, it's not as big as Passerine, so. Flex. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, Richie Tozer is a normal high school kid. He every single day after school, he's got his music cranked up to like a hundred volume. Mm. He has something play on his TV, on his phone. Normal fucking high schooler. And oh, is this modern? Yes, it's a okay, modern okay. day. Yeah, so it's not in the '60s or the '80s okay. or whatever. I know. I was it imagining in the it '70s when they didn't like have shit. It is modern. <laughs> okay. And right on time, his door shuts. His mom comes home and she's like, "Richie Tozer, I swear to God, we only get so much daylight." You are wasting your life away. You are sitting here in a dark room, wasting your life away. Yep, and, <laughs> yeah, you know, she is just tired of her coming home every single day from work and just seeing her son do nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she wants him to go out, make some friends. Not that he doesn't have friends. He's got Stan and Beverly. They've been friends since high school, but, you know, since childhood. But she's like, go out, do something with your life. And he's just like, what do you want me to do, mom? You want me to just, like, stand in the hallway and, like, shake everyone's hand? And she's like, no, Richie, I just, I want you to care about something. Like, I want you to go do something with your life. And so she gives him this ultimatum. She has, he has until the end of the month to find something to do after school. And if not, they're grounding him, taking away games, taking away phone, mm-hmm, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But if he does, they go to California for the summer. And this, oh, it's his dream. California, specifically UCLA. He wants to go to UCLA, get the fuck out of this small town, Derry, Maine. He wants to get the fuck out. So he, it's, it's too good to give up. And he, they have a deal. So on Monday, he goes, he's thinking about the clubs. He's like, should I join the anime club? I, I've only watched Full Metal Alchemist. There's no way I could match their level. Banger. He's like, should I join jazz club? I've never Yo. <laughs> never fucking played an instrument in my life. I don't think that's for me. And he's kind of like running out of options until mm. Stan comes up to him in the hallway and he hands him a flyer that says Dairy High School Baseball Tryouts. And he's like, fuck no absolutely not I'm not in a million years and Stan's like come on like you're running out of time like you have said no to everything else like you're gonna lose you're gonna lose the bad this rate mm. he's like tryouts are on Monday you, you know your Nikes and your sweats are gonna be fine I'll give you, you know, the glove and cleats just go you'll be fine yeah and so on Monday Richie finds himself in the locker room and he feels completely out of place he's like not used to all these sports guys they're so excited and talking about like sports <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know he and he's you know he goes the coach is spouting some shit and richie barely paying attention until two students come to join him and one he couldn't give a shit about but then the second is eddie kasprak high school legend he tried out for the team freshman year and made it to varsity immediately mm-hmm. so it should be no shock that he's team captain now and he looks exactly how eddie Richie remembers the same smile, the same eyes, and he looks good. He looks happy. Richie absolutely fucking hates tryouts. They do laps, suicides, wall sits, rock climbs, like all that good shit before Mm. even like putting a mitt on and going outside. Um, And when tryouts are over, he like hightails it out of the parking lot. He hightails it to the parking lot and he gets in his car and he has the sweet relief that every nicotine addict feels when they pull out a cigarette. And then he hears, you know, you'd probably have less trouble running if you quit. I could hear you wheezing from across the gym. And he nearly drops his cigarette when he hears Eddie. And he doesn't he doesn't even say anything. He just takes a drag and he smiles at him and Eddie laughs and he turns to leave and he says, I never pegged you for the baseball type tozer. Gonna come tomorrow? And Richie nods and Eddie goes, Good work today. And he does. For the rest of the week, he he goes to pr- practice and tryouts and he surprisingly has like fun with them. He like mm. makes a couple friends. They're all OCs, all the guys in baseball with him. Okay. And he makes some friends. 
and he gets like he gets a couple good hits in the batting portion and he's like he likes cheering the guys on and he he even thinks he's like man this is so stupid that I'm gonna miss all of this like when it's over because he's like there's no fucking way I'm getting out of this team right he's like he just gets like I can sedate my you know satiate my parents with being like you know what I gave it my best so I win mm-hmm. it's good it's fine you know he texts Stan the end of that day and he's like oh bring your cleats and your glove on Monday but it's just a damn fucking shame that on Monday his name is on a list of people on the team there on the bottom of the page is Richie Tozer and he made the fucking team mm-hmm. and he's just like how the fuck did I do that he's like there is no way that I should have ever made that team I have no aim I have no skills of any sort. Like, I wheeze every single time that I run. There should be no way that I made this team. But, you know, he makes it two more periods until excitement take over his anxiety. And everything at school changes after he makes the team. Small things, kind of like somebody slapping him on the shoulder in the hallway, someone stopping at his locker to congratulate him, even, like, somebody sitting next to him in class who normally wouldn't sit next to him. And even Eddie says hi to him out loud in the hall. Mm-hmm. And Richie cannot get over Eddie. He's so different now. He's so unlike the small boy that Richie once knew as a kid. You know, there's no inhaler. He's bigger physically and he's more confident in the halls. But uh, one thing for sure does not change. I always knew you liked balls, but I never really pegged you for the jock. I bet it's the boys that do it for him. Fucking disgusting. Don't they know who they're changing in front of? Oh, I probably should have said that there's, like, um, a trigger warning for, like, a lot of homophobia. (laughs) I totally forgot to mention that in the beginning. Lots of homophobia, guys. I'm so sorry about this one. It gets rough. So, Richie gets shoved into the locker by Henry Bowers, and he's got him by the back of the neck. He, like, shoved him. Thankfully, there's, like, teachers around to get them to stop. And Bowers doesn't, he's been bullying Richie since he was, like, a kid kid, like, mm. small elementary school. Because, you know, it's a small town. People don't really, like, change schools all that much. The people you were in, in elementary school with, you're in high school with. Yeah. But it doesn't really bother him as much. And by the time he gets to practice, it's completely almost forgets about it. And in this practice, he's paired up with Eddie himself. And fuck up close, his shoulders are so much broader than he thought. So Richie has been dubbed an outfielder. And he's practicing on those strengths. And he's he's like, do it. He thinks he's doing great. He's like throwing the ball. He's catching the ball. This is great. And he's teaching him like correct forms and maneuvers. He like looks up and he sees like Eddie smiling at him. And pride just like wells up in his chest. And the first the first baseball game goes great. Um, and since this is a baseball fic, there is baseball. And I already know what you're fucking going to say. And that's baseball is boring. Baseball is boring. <laughs> if you think baseball... <laughs> Listen, Em, I know you wrote Stop. this thing and everything, and you probably like baseball, because you know something don't about Don't embarrass baseball. me. I don't like baseball. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate a well-written mm-hmm. fic, though. I just... So, okay, boring. I know, but this fic makes baseball really exciting, because it's through, like, Richie's eyes, and so it's, like, all those emotions and those feelings that he has, and it's, like, it has, yeah, like, playing baseball. elements... Okay, yeah, it is playing baseball, okay? <laughs> I'm saying that watching baseball is fucking boring. Okay, I won't be covering a lot of the baseball games because they are just kind of the same after a while. Mm-mm. But there is a baseball, and it is exciting. because There, there is a baseball. Shut up. <laughs> there are I baseball would assume games. so. There are baseball games, and they are exciting because it's a lot of the feelings and the emotions behind it. <clears throat> like watching Haikyuu. Okay. <laughs> yes. Wow. This is this is the Haikyuu version of fan fiction, okay? For me at least. 
Um, and the lo- so the longer Richie gets into this season, the more he likes it. He likes the way like the uniform looks on him. He likes when the locker room is you know alive with people. He likes when his people, his like friends and family, come to watch him in the games. Mm. And the team only gets like better. And they they win on their third game, and he sings "We Are the Champions" on the bus ride home. So and one of these games, Richie's like he's in the zone. He's got his bat. He fucking cracks that ball, and he's running to second base, and he pushes it, and he runs to third, and everyone's screaming his name, and he's like, oh my god, and he looks. He's looking for his friends and he finds Eddie first and he's beaming at Richie. He's making his fucking stomach flip and his arms tingle and his heart beat and immediately he runs for Eddie first and it's the first time he's called him Eds in years. And I know that doesn't mean anything to you but it means everything to like the Reddy community. Anyways (laughs) so Eddie's there with one of his friends Mike and Mike is on the football team. He's a football player. All of his friends are like on some kind of sport. So there is Beverly and Stan who are like Richie's friends and so Beverly is like on she's like a theater geek she's like sick at the theater she's she acts and stuff gay gay but not really she dates a man in this um because fruity (laughs) and um and then there's Stan and he's he's very smart and he's a good friend like you know and then on Eddie's kind of listen (laughs) on Eddie's group of friends, he has Mike, who's, like, a football player, and then I think Ben is on, like, the track team, and then Bill, who I think is also on the football team or something, Mm. and he's just got, like, sports friends, basically, and Mike uh, is also the subject of Stan's, like, horrible, horrible crush, like, it's an obvious crush that this boy has on him. And but like most importantly, it's like a group that Richie never thought in a million years would like interact with his group because he's just like they're so far away from like mm. our loser group of friends basically. But they're there and the world hasn't ended yet, so mm-hmm. all ends that ends well, right? So everyone breaks off, but Richie kind of stays in the dugout and he kind of just takes in a whole day when he hears someone walking up from the other end, and it's Eddie, um, and. If you couldn't figure out, Eddie and Richie, like, used to be friends, but they kind of grew apart, and Eddie is just so fascinated to see that Richie is so passionate in something, and Richie kind of just stares at him because he doesn't want to ruin this moment. It's the first time they've been alone in, like, years, mm-hmm. and it feels so private, and Eddie, it's, like, the one of the first times that he's seen Eddie, like, without his Letterman jacket. It's, like, he's something he's constantly wearing. It's, like, a staple, and he can't help but notice, like, his shoulders. He's got, like, a Dorito. He's, like, a Captain America Dorito it's right like, now. Yeah. He's, like, he's, like gotten bigger it's he's like noticed it but it's like the first time where he's just like man like we aren't we're not kids anymore mm-hmm. he's like i he obviously grew too he like grew up in height though so that he has to like look he has like actually has to like look down to like kind of see eddie and eddie just stares back and he's kind of doing the same thing where he's like subtly like checking him out almost and richie goes to speak when eddie cuts him off which is like oh i gotta go like i'll, I'll see you tomorrow and richie can't bring himself to say anything as eddie mm-hmm. kind of just walks away so it's a rare game. It's a rare day that they don't have a Friday game, and um, the heavy rains kind of stopped practice early, um, and they they could go home, but the coach is like, you know, varsity is going to hang out the last half hour and do sliding practice in the mud, and you know, if you guys want to practice with them, you can. Mm-hmm. So they pounce their teenage boys. They pounce on the first opportunity they can to get dirty, like productively. Mm. There's only about five guys with Eddie on there, and his t-shirt's like soaked, sticking to his skin. Mm-hmm. And nothing kind of crazy happens, but, like, a little bit of mud and, like, a whole lot of heart palpitations. After their mini practice, you know, he covered in mud. So he goes to, like, take a shower. He's there for, like, 
longer than the rest of the guys so before getting out there's like really nobody in this locker room except for he's like he hears like the lock like a locker closing and he turns around to see eddie and his hair is like wet he's only dressed from like the waist down Mm -hmm. and he he's just like fuck dude like his back his shoulders he cannot help himself sometimes and he just says spaghetti boy is a bad nickname we should start calling you spaghetti man and all Eddie says is, don't be fucking gross. But there's, like, no edge to this voice. Mm. It's just, like, teasing. And Richie says, yeah, I get it. Not everyone can handle the Tozer train. All aboard Casa del Richie. And looky here, I got me a first-class ticket for one Edward Kasprak. And he's moving closer. And you can see, like, there's a faint pink, like, across his face and neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing better than getting a rise out of Eddie. They used to play this game all the time. It's, like, their banter and these fucking it's like how far can i push this boy until he breaks and he yells at me or whatever Mm -hmm. and he says come on eds all aboard you know you can't resist and he just goes don't fucking call me eds and he grins and he's like this is it this banter it's back we're back baby and then eddie just goes i'm not a fucking got it he said the f word that also means bassoon Mm -hmm. and it's not what richie expected to hear in the slightest and then something akin to shame almost passes over Eddie's face. And he thinks for a second he might, like, apologize. But he mm. he just snapped out of it and he just pushes Richie off of him and he leaves. So kind of after that, we start to get, like, a little bit of background to, like, their friendship. And he remembers this day where Henry Bowers broke Eddie's arm. Mm. And he just remembers that he held his hand and that Eddie looks so small and scared. And Richie would just wish that he could do more before Eddie's mom just came and ripped him right out of his hands. And it's almost that same feeling of just, like, kind of dread and confusion. Mm-hmm. And everything just fucking sucks after this. It's awful and meaningless and school is fucking useless and the tests they make him he's just kind of teenage angsting it up right now there his friends obviously notice that he's changed and so beverly like bev corners him he doesn't want to fight like he's just like i don't want my friends to be angry at me i don't want them to fight i don't want i don't want to fight with them so mm-hmm. he, when she corners him he doesn't even put up a fight he's just like eddie casper an asshole he pushed me and called me an f-slur and Bev is, like, right on board. She's just like, that's so fucked up. Like, you should go to the coach. You know what? We have to do something. You go to the coach. You, he can, Maybe he can talk to Eddie or just talk to the whole team about discrimination and shit like that. And, like, okay, she's making sense, right? Like, yeah. this is something you should be doing if someone called you an F-slur or a discriminatory slur. But it, like, pisses him off because he's just like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, I with any other person he'd be fine with like dragging them down and like chewing them out but like god for some reason like he just doesn't feel like it but at the like at the very least bev is like you should talk to eddie and richie's like i need to do fuck shit with him all like i don't need to do anything with Mm -hmm. him and beverly is just like no like you should you basically have to see him every day for the rest of the year like you should know that that wasn't cool like at all yeah and richie does have a point here that's just like it's not his job to talk to eddie like, it's not his job to go up and be like, mm, I deserve an apology. Like, if anything, it should be Eddie being like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he comes to this conclusion of, like, I'm not talking to him. And when he sees Eddie again, he kind of just, like, does it. He ad- ignores him. Like, all, for all the rest of the time he sees him, he kind of just ignores him. So it's really surprising when he comes up to Richie in the locker room. Mm. And he's just like, there's a party at Peter Gordon's house tonight. You should come. Richie's like, why the fuck would I do that? Yeah. 
And Eddie's like, well, because I, I invited you and you can bring whoever you want. Like, the whole team's going to be there. Richie's just like, you also pushed me. And you also, and he's just like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it. I, I feel really bad about it. I was a dick. And I, I'm sorry. I, I don't feel like that. The guys don't think of you like that. I, I promise I, you just, you have to forgive me. And it's, like, n- not satisfying mm. at all to Richie. Like, it's not the apology he wanted. It, like, it doesn't, it doesn't take away, like, what he said to him. Mm. But, like, most of that anger and resentment kind of disappears like it doesn't fix anything because he can like tell like it's a genuine apology like he 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 looks genuine when he's saying it he's not just saying it to like be like you just want an apology like he's Mm -hmm. genuinely apologizing so like it doesn't put it all away but like it helps a little bit so eddie's like please like please come tonight and he's just like i'll think about it and it's good enough for eddie to give him like a small kind of hopeful smile Mm -hmm. So Richie only goes because the guy who's doing the party, Peter, is friends with Mike and Richie would kind of never miss a party where like alcohol and like his friend's crush is going to be there. And Beverly just cannot say no to a party. So he takes all of his friends and just the sheer mass of people is overwhelming, like typical Mm -hmm. like movie high school party. Um, Never been to one of these myself, (laughs) but it's because they don't really exist. Even in this, like, crowd of people, Eddie still manages to find them, like, basically as soon as they get there. And he's so excited to see that Richie even came. And throughout the party, he kind of starts feeling a little bit better that he came and that Eddie's there. Mm. And, you know, they play beer pong, they dance, and he's just, he's feeling all right with it. And he peels away from the group to find, like, a bathroom. He's like, I need to fucking pee. Like, I've drank enough for a horse. Mm -hmm. And it's just his luck that he finds Eddie in the bathroom. But he, like, doesn't he doesn't look all right he kind of just like staring at the toilet almost he's just staring and he's just like oh are you are you okay and then eddie looks at him and his eyes are like hazy and the rest of his face is really blotchy and his lips are like so red from like when he's like chewing on them almost and he just starts laughing he's just like am i am i okay like am i okay Mm -hmm. and he just the laughing goes on forever almost and then when he like relaxes he like falls back onto the ground and he's just like i'm sorry and richie tells him that like it's okay because like he is okay he's fine Mm. but eddie still hasn't answered his question about like are you okay and he's just like he's like lying to him he's obviously lying to him and being like i'm okay like nothing happened like but he's like you were crying in a bathroom (laughs) like it's obviously not okay and then eddie just says i miss you you know do you ever feel like your whole life is a lie okay and Richie's just kind of so caught off guard and, like, also drunk off yeah. his ass that he can't even begin to understand what that means. And all he can kind of picture in his brain is his mother. And let me tell you, first and foremost, I fucking hate his mother. Everything about her. You know how we had that villains episode about, like, the villains? Yeah. She's a villain that I hate with my whole soul. Like, yeah. there is no part of her that is redeemable ninth circle of hell for yeah you. there is no part of her that's fucking even in canon like obviously there's not a lot of like gay content in like the actual movies but like even mm. who she is in the movies is un- unacceptable as a mother mm-hmm. but in this fic there's this this um story that like it's Eddie's freshman ball game and his mother comes like running onto the field and she's fucking screaming her head off about her poor sons, his, his asthma and his grass allergies and his fragile little bones. And she's yelling at the coaches and Eddie just cuts her off with the, I don't have asthma. 
and he knew all about the faked medical records and the payments to the doctor like he knew all about this mm-hmm. richie just wants to like reassure eddie that like he wants to protect him because like his mother's fucking crazy mm-hmm. like i i think in canon she also has munchausen's by proxy because it's like even in the movie when he's like like a young kid like he always has to carry his asthma like inhaler around like Mm -hmm. he he's constantly a germaphobe like i just fucking hate this woman anyways and he just kind of like wants to protect him because his mother still has like his her claws like so deep like he he's only 16 still or like 17 but he's like she's still got her claws in this kid Mm -hmm. and he just says i feel lost too sometimes like i'm just floating along in the universe i don't think i have a purpose maybe my life is a lie too you know at least you have baseball i didn't even think i'd make it and eddie's just like yeah well i i only joined it to make it to prove something and richie's just like well did you prove it and eddie's like yeah and then eddie stands up and he's whispering richie's name once and richie only manages a soft yes before he feels eddie's lips on him Mm. And it probably only lasts a second, but it feels like a lifetime. And it's everything Richie, like, never knew he wanted. And Eddie tastes like cherry chapstick and tears and lost memories. And Richie kisses him back and he leans in and presses his lips against Eddie's. He's, like, trying to deepen it. And then Eddie just pulls back. And he looks horrified. And he just says, I have to go. And then runs out of the bathroom. Mm. Richie's not sure how long he stands there until Stan comes to find him, like, an hour later, and to take him home. And there's just no fucking way that just happened. Mm -hmm. So, Richie wakes up the next morning with just a pounding hangover, and his parents are, like, not... He, like, came home, like, drunk, drunk, and he, Mm -hmm. he, like, threw up in his bed so drunk, and his parents are like, you gotta... Like, his parents, Maggie and Wet, I... Like, they're such a good representation of parents just trying because like they'd fuck up like they're parents Mm. and parents like aren't perfect and they fuck up but they're just like you know his dad's like if you go do that like call us like call us to pick you up like you know we're mad but like mostly your mother was worried sick about you like you didn't come home or anything like we were just so worried about you so they kind of ground him but it's mostly just to to do chores upon chores like he has to clean the house so it gives him plenty of time to think about eddie and the kiss in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and he doesn't tell his friends um he wouldn't even know what to say and honestly he doesn't even know what to think so like why what would he tell his friends anyways richie he isn't sure if he wants to talk to eddie or not he's like part of him is like maybe i should talk to him about like hey yo did we in the bathroom but he's just like ah we were really drunk like i don't know Mm -hmm. if i want to bring that up all he he does after practice is just kind of want to go home but like his friends kind of make him go to varsity watch the varsity game when he sees eddie like his whole world stops and it knocks him right off balance and it's he feels the same when eddie glances over at him and he sees that richie is there and after eddie is aware that richie is there like his whole game is fucked he like started he was playing at the top of his game and as soon as he saw richie he was like missing swings and balls and shit like that richie's like we have to talk like just by the way that he reacted he was like he remembers like just from the way that he reacted so he stands in his in front of his locker in the hallway also they have lockers like actual school lockers and i'm really jealous i wish i had a locker when i was in school anyways i had a viola locker i had a 
viola locker, but I mean like a like a real locker. A viola locker that I kept all my shit in. Oh for sure. Certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they had lockers in middle school, but they decided not to use them because I guess people were misusing them, and so they're just like you don't get access I, to these lockers yeah. anymore. None of my schools. I mean, like I have a locker in college mm-hmm. for my viola, but. So he stands in front of this locker and he's waiting for Eddie. And when Richie has Eddie in front of him, he is like, he doesn't know what to say. He's like, how are you? Did you make it home? Mm -hmm. Like, did we kiss? Like, he he doesn't know how to, like, go from here. He's just like, oh, like, how much did you remember from the party? And Eddie's just like, oh, like, I remember us playing, like, beer pong. But, like, that's it. Eddie doesn't remember anything or like at least that's what he's telling Richie before he like runs off to class that he doesn't remember anything afterwards Mm. he doesn't remember like crying in the bathroom and anything so Richie's now like pissed about the whole thing because he's like you for sure remember and you lied to me it gets worse when some of the guys on the varsity team are being like really homophobic to him and Eddie's like right there and he like doesn't say a Mm. word and he's just like he's pissed because he's just like if you were really sorry you'd say something like, you would stand up for me. Like, these are the guys on your team. You're the captain. Like, and if you were really sorry, you should say something about this. Mm-hmm. He's pissed. So it's, like, a really good thing that they have a scrimmage that day so we can just take out all of that, all that anger out. And he's, like, not... It's supposed to be fun. Like, a scrimmage is not serious in the slightest. He's mm-hmm. supposed to have fun, but he's, like, not having fun. He's pissed. He's tired. And that's why mid-game, Richie just takes off from one of the paces and straight into Eddie, just, like, on the ground, like, into the dirt. And Eddie's like, what the, f- like, what the fuck is your problem? And Richie's like, you're my problem. Like, what is this all just a fucking game to you? Mm. And the coach is, like, not having any of this. He's like, absolutely not. You go, I'm putting you in, like, your timeout shirt. I'm putting you in your best friend's shirt, and you guys go in the locker and, like, figure this shit out. I'm not having this on my team. So, Eddie is like so fucking oblivious and he's like what was that for like like come on guy and Richie's just like he doesn't want to talk about it so he's just like hey like what do you want like you want to hit me you want to like I here's my nose like bloody it up break it if you want or have my glasses shatter them give me a black eye and Eddie's just like no like I don't I don't that's not and Richie's just like fuck all that right like that's not what you want why don't you break my fucking arm that sounds perfect, right? Doesn't it? It should have been me anyways, right? And Eddie's just like, fucking stop. And he shoves Rick- Richie into the lockers and it finally gets him to stop. And Richie just barely audibly, he says, I hate you. And he's just like, what? And all of the fight kind of drains out of Eddie then. Richie's just like, say it to my face, Eddie. Mm. Say that you hate me. And Eddie's just like, I don't hate you. Like, I could never hate you. And Richie's just like, then why are you doing this to me? And Richie, like, lets it go. He, like, lets Eddie have it. He's just like, you walked away from our friendship. You ghosted me like it was nothing. And you ignored me for years. And, like, now, now I'm worth talking to already. Like, now I'm here. And Eddie's just, like, trying to fix this in the only way that he can. And he just, he just goes, like, I remember everything. Like, I was drunk and I didn't know what to do. So, I like, I ran. I was, like, I was scared. And I thought if I just ignored you that things would get better. That Bowers would leave me alone and I would stop getting bullied and I could just survive high school. But I, like, I miss you. And when you joined the team, I was so happy because I thought that we could be friends again. And you were my best friend and I fucked it up again. So, just please don't hate me. And Eddie's just, Richie's just like, what, well, what about me? And Eddie just, he wants to fix it so badly. He just keeps, he just keeps messing up and he's just like, please let me fix it. 
and Richie just wants to know, like, why? Like, why the fuck? And Andy's just like, I don't, I don't know. And Richie's just like, I think you do. So, Richie goes to talk to his friends, Beverly and Stan, um, because they always have great advice. They're the best. And Bev obviously thinks that Richie should never talk to Eddie again. Just cold turkey. Never talk to him again. Mm. And Stan, he's like, well, maybe you should think of it from his point of view. Which, like, Sal, hold on. <laughs> he's just like, it's not giving him an excuse to his actions, but, like, maybe you can understand him better. They're all just like, no, like, why would that ever be? And he's just like, I think, I think Eddie's got a crush on Richie. And they're like, why would he ever? Like, absolutely not. He treats me like shit. And they, they basically sum it up to, like, when a schoolhouse boy pulls on the pigtails of a girl that he yeah. likes. And they're still like, that's fucking bullshit. And then Stan just asks, why exactly did Bowers break Eddie's arm again? And Richie's like, well, he called us queers. He saw us go into the bathroom and accused us of fucking. And Stan's like, well, Eddie has seen every terrible thing that happens in this school. He's seen it because we all see it. He's seen you get bullied and Bowers broke his arm because he thought Eddie was gay. And Richie's like, well, I'm doing just fine. And Stan's like, well, not everyone's you. And he's just like, fuck. Eddie might be gay. And as much as Richie likes to be proud and out about being, like, bisexual... Mm. It, like, took him until high school to, like, really accept it. Mm -hmm. And he had some, like, really supportive parents and, like, really great friends with him. And Eddie doesn't have that. He has to listen to his own teammates say some, like, horrible shit. And not to mention, like, his his mother. So Eddie texts Richie at 1.02 p.m. Hey, how's it going? And Richie texts back, good, I guess. Yeah, right. This is probably weird, isn't it? And he texts back. He double texts. Actually, I just wanted to say I'm sorry for everything. I know I said it before, but we were fighting, and I don't know if you know I meant it. I do. I meant it. I'm really sorry. So, are we cool? And Richie just says, yeah, man. We're cool. So, they text pretty regularly after this. Mm. Um, it starts off as, like, pretty normal. There's longer interactions with Eddie, and the tensions kind of seems to have broken off, and he's helped him study, he's hung out with them alone without ripping each other's heads off, and Eddie even passed his test, his calc test, which he was, like, freaking out about. Um, and so Eddie, he, he like, insists that he has got to do something to pay him back, and Stan just goes, like, well, he likes movies, and it's really, like, Eddie's just like, this is perfect. Like, I, you know, you could pick the movie and we can go after my game tonight and it'll, it'll be so great. And he, like, Richie cannot say no, but he like turns to Stan. And he's just like, why the fuck did you do that? Why did you do that? And Stan was just like, obviously, because you have a, a teenage boy crush and I'm trying to fuck with you the same way that you fuck with me and Mike. Mm -hmm. So he spends most of the time beforehand trying to figure out like what the fuck to wear and really like what he wants out of this he's just like he's called me a slur before and then he's apologized and then we kissed and then he didn't remember it but then he didn't remember it he's like i don't fucking know what i want i don't know what this kid wants mm -hmm. and he's just he's at he's like at least there's gonna be a dark theater with something to focus on and that makes it a little bit better so in the dark of the theater eddie's hand bumps up against his and again and there's no way that it's an accident Sure, he gets a pass, like, the first time, but, like, the second time? And Richie can't even fucking pay attention to this movie because, besides him, it's, he just hears Eddie, and that's it. Eddie pushes his arm against him three times this time. Richie looks over to see that Eddie isn't looking back, and if he didn't know any better, he'd just be like, oh, he's unaware of what he's doing. Hmm. 
until his pinky finger slips over Richie's own and he doesn't dare to move. He doesn't want to let go. He wants to go further. He wants to hold him and kiss him. Richie just wants to kiss him. Eddie lets go when the movie's over, acting as if he didn't just put Richie through that gay panic tailspin Mm -hmm. because boys don't accidentally hold the pinkies with other boys. He's about to make an awful, awful mistake. So in this public movie theater bathroom, they break off for the movies. Richie walks forward until Eddie's back almost touches the wall. And Eddie goes, my reputation, my life, it'll all be gone, ruined. I can't, Richie, I can't. Yes, you can. It's easy. Just watch. Richie's hand settles on Eddie's face, and Eddie leans into the touch, and he's waiting for Eddie to lean away to run out of the room, but he doesn't. His eyes close the last second, and then they're kissing. And I just pulled out this paragraph, this section, to see, like, this writing is so good. Mm. So I'll read it. Kissing Eddie is like kissing air. There's a light wind coursing through Richie and lifting him off the ground. His heart isn't pounding anymore. It's fluttering like the wings of a butterfly, lifting him up and up and up. He can only assume that the fingers tightening in his shirt are either in an effort to keep them both grounded or to hold on tight as they ascend up into the sky. The fangirling is like so real. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Eddie pushes Richie away when they hear the doors to the bathroom opening. Because mm-hmm. they, I don't know, they have like a predilection for kissing in public bathrooms for some reason. Nowhere else. And it's a theater employee that comes into clean and Eddie runs fast out of there and he's unraveling from the scenes and Richie's just like, you're going to be fine. Like he doesn't go to our school. He's not even the same age as us. And he's just like, it's okay. I promise I'm not going to let anything happen. I'll go back here and kick his ass. Make sure that he doesn't talk to anybody. And Eddie's just like, Richie, you can't do that. (laughs) You can't do that. And Eddie's just, Richie's like, okay, okay, fine. God, you're really twisting my arm here, Eds, but I guess since you asked so nicely, I know. I won't. But you gotta promise me that you're gonna be okay. So, Richie's entire world is different after this. He, like, showers before school. He makes breakfast and coffee. Even his parents are just like, who the fuck is this kid who's, like, putting himself together before school? He picks up Beverly for school, and she wants to know everything. He's just like, she's like, I know what you went on this date. I want to know everything. Mm -hmm. And his smile is enough. Um, When they meet Stan... Richie just feels like invincible. He's like, this is, this, I'm having the best. He like joins Eddie's group of friends. You know, they invite him to go hang out after school one day. And he's just like, this is fucking incredible. He like flirts with Eddie in the locker room while they're alone, of course. And he flirts back and Richie kisses Eddie and Eddie kisses him back. Eddie comes to hang out at Richie's house after like so many years. And they slow dance in the kitchen and they eat dinner on the couch and Richie Tozer's just invincible. So Beverly's play is tonight, and Eddie's bought them two tickets, and it's going to be a date. Okay, sure, it's going to be the whole gang. Seven, six other people are going to be, five other people are going to be there, but, like, it's a date nonetheless. Mm. And Eddie just picks him up, and they kiss in the doorway, and it's slow and unrushed. And the show's a fucking hit. Bev deals every scene, and all the while, Eddie's pinky is locked onto Richie's. And they get milkshakes after. And it's like, they're like an honest-to-God like group of friends. When it's time to go home, they don't. I don't want this night to end, Eddie says dreamily. It doesn't have to. So they park when the pavement turns to gravel. And they're at this old abandoned baseball field um, that Eddie and Richie used to go to while they were 
like kids mm. and eddie throws his emergency blankets in the bed of the truck and they just lay and watch the stars and they talk about the universe and their futures um all the while with eddie laying on richie's chest and richie doesn't even realize that they've fallen asleep until he wakes up it's way past their curfew mm-hmm. so past their curfew thankfully eddie's mom is fast asleep and she doesn't know that he's gone yet so richie climbs up a f- literally a fucking tree to like nice. make sure that his window is open so that they can sneak him through the window mm-hmm. um richie is not so lucky and his parents are fully wide awake waiting mm-hmm. for him it's like 4 a.m and they're just like where the fuck have you been like yeah. i can't but we thought you were dead in a ditch like very parent mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely happened to me before yeah. my mother like did not know where i was i was maybe off with a girl that i liked so let's not talk about it and they fully ground him. No phone until the end of the day. No more TV. No Xbox. No, you know, going out. Because this is like his second offense. Mm-hmm. Like, he went out, drank, came back so drunk. And now he's gone past curfew. Like, absolutely not. But you know what? None of that fucking matters. Because when he gets to school, he has two tickets to prom burning in his back pocket. And just as he finds Eddie, just as he's about to ask him, fucking Henry Bowers has to show up. And he says, never thought I'd see the happy couple back together. And Richie literally spits on him. And he tells him, like, fuck off. And Bowers is, like, visibly disgusted. He says, God, I hope it isn't contagious. If you just gave me AIDS, I swear to God, I'll kill you in this hallway. And for the first time, Eddie actually says something. And he says, watch your fucking face. And they're surrounded by all of, like, Bowers' goons. Mm. And they're trapped until a teacher sees them and they scatter. And Richie doesn't even get to ask. But he gets another chance when Eddie invites him over to his place after school. And it's the first time Richie's been there in years. And it's, like, still the same, but his room is so much more different. There's no more race car bed. And he has trophies and photos of all his new friends on the wall. And Richie desperately wants to be on that wall. And as teenage boys tend to do, um, they start making out on his bed. Mm. And there's little pecks at first until it gets, like, hotter and heavier. And Richie just thought he'd never get here with Eddie until Eddie's mom comes home Mm. early. And finding her precious little baby boy in the most compromising position of its life. And this is this is the part it's only gonna get worse and worse and worse and worse from here so i physically do not want to read it like when i was reading this fic to i came to this point where i was like i don't want to read this fic anymore because <laughs> i knew it was coming and i was like i don't want to read this fic anymore i don't want to do it like i was putting it off because i knew when we get to this part only gonna get down here for, yeah it's gonna get pretty bad um i it's like the worst thing that could happen there's a lot of screaming and crying and begging and there's also a lot of like religious speak Mm. about sins and purity and corruption like richie is eve eating the apple that is eddie and at the very end richie gets kicked out um and just to sum up what happened his mom says we'll fix you we'll fix you don't worry and richie says there's nothing wrong with him so you see why hate this woman anyways so richie texts eddie at 6 52 p.m i'm sorry he texts the next morning when he doesn't show up to school and richie's worried sick he's like what did that woman do to him what it what is he doing to him right now and bev notices the moment she sees him and he see and he tells bev and stan everything because they're his people like they're supposed to be there for him but like mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do like you're a minor like his mom is like what do you do yeah richie texts eddie at 5 59 p.m i missed you today 
when Richie, when Eddie doesn't show up the next day, Richie talks to Mike and Ben and even Bill and no one knows where he is. He doesn't show up the next day or the next. He misses class and baseball games. Richie texts him every chance he can get until he gets a response almost after a week of silence. Undeliverable message. <laughs> Richie is sick. It's a full on panic attack. Everything is empty. Just when he thought he can get it worse, it's it, it does. And Eddie shows up to practice. And it's not just him, though. It, his mother is with him. Mm. They talk to the coach. His head is bowed. And her hand is a death sentence on his shoulder. Eddie doesn't even look up. Richie doesn't even get to say a word before they're gone. Eddie treats Richie like a ghost from the moment that he gets back to school. He just wants to talk like eddie this has got to be like some sick like twisted fever dream Mm. they went from meaning nothing to each other to meaning everything and back again richie didn't even do anything wrong neither of them did Mm -hmm. on the fourth day richie tries to talk to him he goes up to the table full of those boys and actually tries to speak to richie um but they won't let him Uh, um at least bill denborough won't let him mike and ben want to believe that they don't know the whole story But Bill just won't shut up about how Eddie's been to the hospital the last week because of him, undergoing test after test because of Richie. And he says, I can't believe you just left an entire pack of cigarettes on Eddie's bedstand table right where she could find it. It's like you wanted her to see. They don't know anything. Mm. At least not what actually happened. The most he sees of Eddie is when in the locker room. And the most he knows of that week is that he was sent to therapy. The first thing Richie does when he gets home is just lock the door and turn on the music full volume. And his mother's screaming at him from the other side to turn it down. Um, But he doesn't. Uh, He finally turns the music off when he hears the doorbell and his parents have left, leaving him to open the door only to find Eddie waiting outside. And he smells like vodka. So Richie yanks Eddie inside. And he barely even looks at him all week. And now he's there, fucking drunk off of his ass. And he's just saying how much he's missed, like, how much he's missed him. Mm. And Richie wants to be angry, like, really angry. But, like, all his emotions are really fucked up when Eddie's around. He's not out to get Richie. Like, he's not doing this. He's not, like, playing some game with Richie. He's just a kid in a shitty situation, like, gasping for air. And he says, I think you're a dream. When I wake up, you won't be here. And Eddie misses Richie so fucking badly. And it's all he wants for them all to be friends, to be with Richie. But he's hiding from everyone. Um, and Richie wants that too. He, he like knows better. He knows that Eddie needs to go. Eddie's too wrapped up in hiding and running. And it will only like hurt him in the mm. end. But Eddie doesn't want to go. Please, Richie. He's the only person he has. He hates his mom. He hates himself. He hates his entire fucking life. I can't do this without you. I don't even know how I got so far. Everything's just so fucked up and I can't do this. You're real and I'm so tired of not being real. So Eddie's crying turns on to a full-blown panic attack. And that's when Richie goes to him and holds him and tells him to trust him and breathe. And when he finally calms down, he just falls asleep in his arms. And the next morning when he wakes him up, he's just like, there's no running. You have to tell me everything. Mm. He says, if you hate me, that's fine. I just need to hear you say it. I get that you're in the closet and that's fine. I can handle you not being out. I can handle your batshit mother, but I can't handle you shutting me out. Not again. But Eddie doesn't hate him. He never has and he never will. Richie drives he and Eddie out to the school's baseball field and Eddie tells him everything. Um, And this is um, Eddie's words. I'm like letting him tell a story once upon a time there was a little boy who thought he had asthma 
His mom was really strict, and the only time he got to play was when the school went outside for recess. Every day, this boy would go outside and try to hide from the bullies, and every day he would find him. He was an easy target because he was always alone. Until one day, this scrawny nerd with glasses came up to him and asked him if he was okay and helped him clean the wood chips out of his hair. When I was even younger, my mom used to tell me that if I got in trouble at all, God would be mad at me. And then I wouldn't get all the blessings she wanted me to have. If God was mad at me, he'd make sure I'd live a bad life. It freaked me out. I was too scared of talking to you because you were a bad kid. I think I love you. I've never loved anyone before, but I think this is what it feels like. But we can't do this anymore. Because Eddie loves Richie, but he feels so disgusting because of it. His mother makes him feel like it's dirty, and his therapist makes him feel like he's wrong for it. I started seeing her in middle school after Henry broke my arm. I loved her. She was great. She would sneak me chocolates during our session. We talked a lot about Henry and how to stop it all. I didn't see it back then. She was grooming me, and I fell for it like a fucking idiot. She told me that I was going down a bad path by hanging out with boys like you. If I kept going down that path, I'd end up living a life full of disease and pain. I would disappoint everyone. After Eddie's mom caught them together, um, Eddie saw her every day. His mom called it intensive outpatient therapy. Emily called it cognitive behavioral therapy. And I call it conversion therapy. That was when I realized she was never on my side. The words from the party play in Richie's head, do you ever feel like your whole life is a lie? Richie wants nothing more than to tell Eddie that it's okay to be gay, that he isn't broken, that he could only do so much this is Eddie's fight to win. Richie doesn't really care about anything. Um, he still loves Eddie. But Eddie won't let himself hurt Richie again. Eddie is breaking his heart. But the worst part is, is that he has to do it in order to save himself. Don't do this. I love you. I'm sorry for everything. Richie doesn't go home after that. He calls Bev and Stan and he barely needs to say a word for them to know that he needs them badly. Richie tells them everything, the sneaking around, the feelings, Eddie's mom, and you know, everything that happened. His friends know how much he loves Eddie, but he just has to let him go. Just for a bit, because he's hurting himself so badly. And after they part, Richie doesn't go home. And that's when he hears five boys around the corner. It's Bowers and his goons. They gang up on Richie and berate him, but Richie's tired. He's not up for a fight. Until they bring Eddie into it. Until they call Eddie... He's a cigarette. He's surrounded, has nowhere to go. Richie picks up a rock and throws it directly at Bowers. Mm. And this time, there's no teachers to save Richie. Someone grabs him from behind. Someone else comes at his front and lands a punch on his cheekbone. They get a few more good ones in until Richie's on the ground. There's blood running down the side of his face. His body curls in on himself. And that's when the kicking starts. He's struggling to stay conscious until the kicks stop. Until he hears, hello? 911, there's a boy on the corner. The man who found Richie brought him to the hospital. And he has bruised ribs, um, a sprained wrist, and a broken nose. But he'll be fine. Uh, as fine as he can be for being beaten in a hate yeah. crime. <laughs> I told you it gets worse. <laughs> Someone, oh, sorry. When he wakes up, it's to a full panic attack. He can't move his body. Everything hurts. The hospital room is too bright. He's alone. And it takes a moment to calm down to remember that he's in the hospital because Bowers and his goons beat the ever-loving shit out of him. 
When his parents come into the room, the only thing Richie feels is visceral anger. This is all their fault. This only happened because his mom wanted him to join that stupid fucking club. The only thing that team did was fuck up his life. Now he can't play, he can't have Eddie, and his life is virtually the same as it was before. But now it hurts so fucking bad. Richie's crying and he's screaming. He rips the ivy out of his arm, which is so... I can't. I know. And he's blaming his parents. His mother is fucking begging, sobbing, trying to figure out how this all happened. And Richie said, you made me join that fucking team. It's your fault I fell in love with him. If not for you, we would have never become friends with him. I would have never fallen in love with him and they wouldn't have beaten me for it. Richie tells them everything about Eddie and Bowers. And as he calms, a sickening feeling of, I did this. I egged them on comes. But it's a good thing that his father is there. Richard Wentworth Tozer, you listen here and you listen here good. None of this is your fault. There's nothing that you did to deserve this. You're perfect just as you are. And your mother and I love you so much. Do you hear me? We love you. For the first time in his teenage adolescence, he dives into that parent's love like he would as a child because he has really good parents. They might have made some mistakes, both in their past and as parents, but they love him unconditionally, unwaveringly. He goes home on Sunday. Beverly and Stan are doing their best to make school as normal as possible for him. Richie is still beating himself about Eddie because it's been like three days. <laughs> like, like that whole thing, it was like, they broke up that morning and then he got the shit beat out of him that afternoon. Mm. Like the worst day of his whole life. Yeah. But his friends and his family are there for him and he will heal. Uh, school is rough. Richie keeps his head down. He knows that in a small town like this, everyone knows. Yeah. You know, Bill and Ben, they both come up um, to see that he's fine. He learns from them that Eddie told them. He told them that he was gay and that he told them all about, you know, Richie. And Bill feels bad about, like, coming up and being like, fuck you. Because he's like, oh, man, uh, I didn't know the full story and I'm so sorry. And finally, he sees Eddie. He's waiting for him in the hall in the complete opposite direction of his class. Eddie still wants to be his friend. He wants to know how Richie is after that, but it hurts too much to see him. What are we doing? Nothing. I I don't know. I'm just talking to you. You came, you saw, I'm fine. It doesn't really concern you anymore anyways. That's not fair. What's not fair? You're the one who said that you were just trying to survive the rest of high school? So am I. He can't do this. Richie can't do this. He's not some martyr or some brave hero of gay rights that Eddie thinks he is. Eddie ripped his heart out whether he wanted to or not so you know excuse him for not wanting to be the best of friends with him Mm -hmm. at the moment so now for obvious reasons richie has decided not to go to prom but after much begging from beverly and stan staniel he goes dress shopping with them if he refuses the dance at least they can make these few memories and richie gets better his body heals his heart doesn't feel as heavy His friends still beg him to go to prom, but he doesn't want to. His whole idea of his prom has been squashed, and it would be heartbreaking to do anything but. He does his best to be normal. He sees his buddies play the game, and he watches. And as he watches, he's excited for next year. He's excited to play with them again. Um, What he's not ready for is to see Henry Bowers in the parking lot screaming about douchebags scratched into the side of his car. You keyed my fucking truck. You're paying for this. Oh, yeah? And how are you planning to do that? First, I'm going to make you fucking eat your teeth. Then I'm turning you in. You're going to cough up every single penny this costs to fix. And my dad's going to make sure that this ends up on your record. You're fucking done. 
I think I'll do less time for property damage than you'll do for a fucking hate crime. It's in the police report. Whoever found you heard you calling me a fucking ass bitch. If you tell daddy who did this, you'll have to tell him why. It's not until he's out of the parking lot and driving home that Richie really registers that he just faced off against Henry Bowers, his childhood bully, and survived. Hmm. He fucking won. It might not be the justice that you see on TV or that people scream about, but it's all the justice that Richie needs. And on Saturday, Richie's bored out of his fucking mind. It's this, like, itching feeling that becomes too much until he finds that white envelope with two tickets still stuffed inside. He doesn't even know if Eddie's going to be there or, you know, if his mom even let him go, but that doesn't matter because this is about his life, his happiness his decisions Mm. so he drives he drives to the mall to grab that suit his friends made him try on and he drives his ass to prom because god damn it if he's gonna have his life pass him by he doesn't get a grip on reality until he's at the gym until he pushes those doors open and the room explodes with noise and color bev finds him first and then ben and mike stan bill and they all erupt with joy to see richie crash the best night of their lives Mm -hmm. and at that table is eddie He made it and he looks like a dream, despite having a full-blown fight with his mother um, to even be there. But he finally had to take some control back to take his life back. Mm -hmm. It's not until they're dragged to the dance floor and Richie catches Eddie with a full smile that he realizes that he's forgiven him. That even if Eddie never apologizes, even if there was never wrong in the first place, he doesn't care. That they can have this. This can be their normal. And now, everyone's favorite part of prom... (laughs) King and Queen. Did your high school have a prom king and king? Yes. Mine didn't. <laughs> what the fuck? We had homecoming king and queen. Yeah, we had homecoming court and then we had prom court. We did not have prom court. Because we did king, queen, and then like prince, princess. We didn't even do prince and princess, I think. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. That sucks. But anyways, uh, can there you- There was like four of them. Four? There was like four sets. I can't remember. Like for each grade? Oh, your school did the most. And my school did nothing at all, so. My school was mostly white Mormon kids. Ah, that so makes sense. tradition is strong. <laughs> um, but can, you could never guess who is announced junior class king. Oh, you want me to guess? Yeah, guess. Uh, is it Eddie? That's right. So everyone loses their collective shit, and Eddie and the queen have their dance. Yeah. Yeah, but Richie can't watch. Not while his... Stop that. <laughs> Don't flick your wrist at me. Um, and he turns to leave until someone catches him by the sleeve. And Richie doesn't even look back to know who it is. And under his skin, hope blooms. In front of all of their classmates, Eddie says, I thought about what you said. You told me once that I'm never going to change. That all I do is hurt you. I'm done hurting you. I'm all in, if you'll have me. It takes approximately 10 seconds to realize and Richie's in all in he's every bit of him standing in front of their entire class do you know what you're doing i'm not trying to make a statement or be a martyr or be brave i just want to be so can i have this dance his whole life flashes in front of richie they're half their height on a playground with wood chips in their hair they're preteens sheltered under the cover of queen-sized sheets nothing can touch them they're 17 and young and alive and richie knows this is stupid he knows this could hurt him worse than anything he's ever felt before but he wants to jump in all over again a thousand eyes are on them as they dance richie's hands on eddie's hips and eddie's arms around his neck and that's when it hits richie it's worth it it's all worth it 
Richie wouldn't take away the cuts or the bruises for the peace of never having kissed Eddie. He would do it over and over again if it meant getting here. Nothing can stop Richie when he leans down to kiss Eddie, and Eddie doesn't wait. He presses up on his toes, winds his arms impossibly tighter around Richie's necks, and presses their lips together. Richie bends his knees and wraps his arms around Eddie's middle. He kisses him back and spins him around the room. Eddie shrieks into his mouth, laughing. Richie laughs too. His laugh. He laughs and spins and kisses Richie while tears roll down his face. And Richie can hear people around him sh- shouting, clapping, can hear his fucking friends cheer. I love you. I know it's probably too soon to say it, but I fucking love you. Timelines are stupid anyways, and I can't hold it in. He knows that this isn't the end. That there will be rough times and challenges to face, broken arms and broken hearts, pain, hurt, but they'll face it together. And then California. College. Eddie. His Eddie. His boyfriend. This time, it's different. Eddie is dancing with him in front of everyone. Eddie is looking at him like there isn't a damn soul in the room. He squeezes his hand, pressing up to whisper in Richie's ear, I love you too, by the way. Their end is not truly an end, but a to-be-continued. Uh, I'm willing to work for this. A, I love you more than I'm afraid of the skeletons in my closet and the clown in my dreams. And that's the way it will be for the rest of their lives. And that is Angels in Outfield by wow. the Lazy Eye. How very sweet. I love that thing so much! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And it, literally, if you take one thing away, Please fucking read this fic. Please, 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 please read this fucking fic. I love it so much. It's in my top three, five for reason. Reason. Yeah. Reason. Yeah, seems like it. Oh my god, I love it so much. Those middle chapters are really fucking hard to read, though. I won't lie. I won't lie. I cried each and every time I read it, and I knew it was going to happen this time. Still bawled my eyes out. I did read um, a piece of fluff in between them. <laughs> nice. I was like, finish a chapter, one shot fluff. Finish a chapter, one shot of fluff. <laughs> Just to make myself feel better. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cute. I hoped you liked it. Yeah, very nice. Thank you, friend. Uh, I, I hope that it didn't trigger anybody. I know that's a little trigger. There's a lot of homophobia. It's a lot of homophobia. A lot of being called a baguette. A lot of being called a baguette. And the conversion therapy gets me off guard every single time. <laughs> every <laughs> single scary. time. <laughs> scary. Like, I think Don't it like. was the first time that I learned that conversion therapy is not just, like, sending you to a camp. No. And like beating it out of you. No, no, no. It is like proper therapy. Yeah. Like it's not. Like that. They're mind fucking you. Yeah. Yeah. Like my parents have done a lot of wrong in my life. Have never been homophobic to me. Yeah. Never been homophobic to me. And I, th- I. Th- that's a different level. That's a different level. And if you were one of those kids, I'm so sorry that you ever had to go through that. Oh, Get out God. as soon as possible. And if you're out, good for you. I hope you're thriving. But that was definitely the first time I was just like, damn, it's just like regular therapy? Yep. What do you mean? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. What do you mean? Like, it's like scoop. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, and then, like, oh, I just, you just want them to be happy, and you're just like, it's just so realistic, but you get that happy ending. Because it's like, Richie is like, yeah, this isn't my fight to pick. Like, it can't be like, yeah. I can't love you into loving yourself kind of vibe. Yeah. I think I've made a, a decision, an authoritative decision. Okay. Um, Next week, 
I'm going to present you a fake okay, that is also very me. realistic. <laughs> so, uh, but not not yeah, like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just think it is really important. Like, I, oh, realism I, is super important. I think realism is super important, especially like the realism between their friends and like you know Beverly is the friend that's just like fuck all of them, and you you have that yeah. like really strong yeah. friend, and then you have the friend in Stan who's like. I don't know. I feel like you should look at it from the other points. Like you're hurting and I don't want to put that hurt like away from you. And I yeah. don't want to invalidate that. But like, I feel like you should look at this other point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then Sonia Kasprak, she's like this shit, every single fucking fic. I hate that bitch so much. I have a visceral <laughs> hate for her every single time I see her in a fic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And Richie's parents are so great. I had to cut out so many scenes with his parents, but they're um, incredible parents yeah. because they're like, yeah, they fuck up, but they're like, they're still people just like they're also parents trying to parent yeah but they make mistakes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're like oh man oh man (laughs) yeah like i had a lot of issues when it came to my coming out because i just Mm. i realized it really late in life late yeah what's late yeah i was like 21 but like even then i have like hard times every single day because like i have this conversation with myself at least once a week being like am i just lying to everybody Am I really get like bi or do I just like men? Yeah. <sighs> no, that's I feel like that's a common yeah. quote unquote struggle among especially like bisexual or pansexual yeah. people. But I don't know. And then it takes you another day to be like, No, this is who no. I am. No, 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 no. I like I like girls. Yeah, I like yeah, girls. Yeah. Fuck small towns. I'm glad that I grew up fuck, in the city. Yeah. Fuck, fuck small, small towns. towns. Oh my god, my cousins used to live in an extremely small town yeah. and we would have to go out and visit and there was, like, handful of visits where we had to stay for a week. Like, my parents just dropped us off, and uh-huh. then they weren't going to pick us back That's up for sick, a week. That's sick, dude. I wanted to fucking kill myself. No shit. Because there was no one my age to talk to, cool. and no one just that was, like, people. into the things yeah. I was into. I was, like, 13. Mm-hmm. Like, prime wanting to kill myself yeah. time. I also did enjoy the ending with Bowers, that he just scratched douchebag on the side of his car. and was just Fuck like, yeah. what are you going to fucking do about it, buddy? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yeah, it's not like taking him to court or anything, but mm-hmm. he's just like, I don't need to fucking take him to court. Like, I just need to do the, I just need to like duck down to his level. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. And like, good for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I did cut out the epilogue. So like, again, Ooh. please go read the end. I cut <laughs> out the epilogue. <laughs> please go read it. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it. Please go read this fucking fic. It's my favorite fucking fic. I have, there's like, two, I'm almost positive there's only two fics above it. And one's another ready fic and one's a clans fic and just, Ah, yeah, but that one just hurts. This one's hurties. This one hurts. Like putting it off hurts. I was just like, man, I don't know if I want to read this because I knew what was gonna happen. Yeah, well, that's different. Like you know, I knew what was gonna happen. This, dude, surprise pain. Well, I got that the first time I read this. I know, but like, but surprise pain is just on a different level. I sat at my office sobbing. I know, like on my office desk sobbing. I know. This author is one of I. M is an incredible writer, like a truly ingenious mm-hmm. writer that I have not seen in even some of the published books that I have. I wonder if Flutter Pencer. I don't fucking care. I <laughs> I love regardless. I oh regardless, do I love this this human being? Brings me so much joy. And then for the Anne with an E fat fandom, which I also mm-hmm. fucking love that show so fucking much. Nice. I enjoy. So that was that was my. That was really just me trying to be like, hey, you're a fan fiction author I really love. Please notice me. <laughs> Please <Yeah>. notice me. <laughs> Please. Nice. <laughs> Please. And it worked out, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah thank you guys for listening um thank you for just being here today to be with this very hurty one of sydney's horrifics today um so follow us on twitter and tiktok and instagram um if you have any don't you mean tumblr yes oh my god <laughs> sorry that was fucking weird yeah tumblr <laughs> tiktok and tumblr and twitter yeah because it's the t's and you were like instagram but i don't know why i fucking said that damn um if you have any fanfiction recommendations for us send them at canonically incorrectpod at gmail.com mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rate review subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. it really helps guys please please <laughs> um follow us on spotify um if you liked us today if you like the content we make um, if you want to donate some little money, we have the Christmas season coming up. You can donate t- some money to us at Kofi.com slash canonically incorrect. Tag your fix accordingly. Donate to AO3. It's donate to AO3 season. They had that a while ago. Okay, but every season is donate every to every season <laughs> is donate to AO3 season. Now that the spooky season's over, it's donate to AO3 season. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I couldn't I'm so sorry I was so gonna about that. Um and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.